I'm smiling. For those that don't see me, see me, I'm smiling ear to ear. I'm so proud of myself this morning. I was on time. My pod bean was open. I forgot to call in. <laughs> and I'm dancing away. <laughs> Good morning. I, I am so, so excited. Um, simply because this book is exactly what needs to happen for one to live their dream life. Like at the end of the day, I, I don't care how many books we've read, it's not complicated. And, and today's subject, oh my God, at the center of all our problems is us. At the center of all our problems is us. And then Melanie Miller, I went and get a quote from Stephen Covey. You wanna hear it? Yeah. He says, feed opportunities and starve problems. Feed opportunities and stop starve problems. Okay, so let's dive into the subject. For those that don't know me, I'm Maria Mariano, celebrating my 48th year here in my multi-level marketing business. And what's really, really exciting, and I really want everybody to hear this, we just closed off uh, or we recognized last night and tonight we'll recognize our second term, which was April, May, June. And my God, Marie Pierre, did you see the sales? Did you see the sales over nearly $15 million of sales in three months and over $1.6 million in growth? And then Melanie Marie-Pierre, I was looking at companies that probably don't sell that in a year. That's your growth. So I need you to pay attention to what's going to happen today in the podcast. So I'm the raw side of this podcast. I'm the one that, you know, goes bing, bang, bingity, bong, but it's very passionate. So we need to do the right thing. Okay. That requires courage. We need to do the right thing. It requires courage. Remember, Melanie, when you said yesterday, when COVID hit, we did the right thing. We didn't go after the numbers. We didn't go after the growth. We didn't go after making money. We went after doing the right thing. There was a pandemic that was announced. Everybody was confined in their own homes and we took care of our people. We started paying Zoom bills immediately. It didn't take long that we climbed and we passed 300 people in attendance of, a, I don't know what, what, I'm, what it's costing me per month, whatever. We spent money. I don't even want to know, Marie-Pierre. We spent money. And to do that requires courage. To do that requires courage. All those that went after the money, went after the glory, went after what's, what's in it for me. Well, today, as we speak... I can tell you that their results, and not only in my own multi-level marketing business, but also in others, are declining, 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 because the people don't feel safe in their environment. So this is so important. Remember, managers look after numbers and results, but a leader takes responsibility and looks after their tribe. So you need to ask yourself, are you looking after your tribe? You know, my kids are 26, 28, and 30. My son is going to be 31 this year. I look after him. Some people say, my God, Marie is 30. No, this is our net of safety. So if something goes wrong at work, if something goes wrong, wrong with your better half, if somebody go, something happened uh, in a you know, in the public life, whatever, there is a, a route to come back to where you have feel safe. And that's what I've created for my family, for my business, my entourage. So before we point a finger 
at terrible managers, before we point the finger at terrible bosses, before we point the finger at terrible CEOs, well, if I was him, da-da-da-da-da, we have to point the finger at ourselves. Are we being the solution to the problem or just adding oil to the fire? Anyways, that is my introduction, but I'm going to leave Dr. Melanie Miller really describe this segment for you. I just love, Melanie, the way you, you, you take every chapter and, and you transmit it to us in ways that um, impact us and that we understand. So she'll, pro- she, she'll do two things, not she'll probably, she'll do two things. She'll enlighten us and share our modern day addiction that if we don't take care of them, they will destroy us. And then guess what? Our astronaut, Marie-Pierre Tétrault, She has an exercise for us. She's going to help us do an introspective. Who am I really? So if you're going to answer in the comments, you can lie in the comments, but you cannot lie to yourself. Uh, Did you like that one, Marie-Pierre? Because I know what people want to answer, but you can't answer that. So it's okay. You're allowed to lie publicly, but you know the truth. So Melanie Miller, take it away. Okay, thank you very much, Maria. And uh, yes, I had a lot of fun uh, um, pulling together the chapter this morning. So, um, Mrs. This is case one. Mrs. Blank was confined on the seventh of May at five o'clock p.m. after a natural labor of six hours. At twelve o'clock at night on the ninth, thirty-one hours after confinement she was taken with severe chill previous to which she was as comfortable as women usually are under the circumstances she died on the 10th now when i read that last night i'm like whoa that's a bit shocking um and then i went on to read about the rest there was an epidemic sweeping through europe and america in the late 18th early 19th century called puerperal fever. In those times, it was normal for there to be childbirth uh, problems uh, and often leading to fatalities up to 6 to 12% of births. But during this time, with this epidemic, women were dying 70 to 80% of the time after they'd given birth. What was the reason? It was actually um, called the Black Death of Childhood. Now, the doctors um, were beside themselves. They were trying to work out what was the problem. How How can we promote the idea of hospitals as safer places when people come in here to die? They worked together. They did lots of science experiments. And they, you know, they, they were just baffled as to what the problem was. Now, this was an age where only gentlemen were doctors. Um, They were men from good families. They knew how to behave. They were above the common man. And although it was put forward that perhaps they might be the cause of the problem, that couldn't be possible. They wouldn't entertain that as an idea. They looked for other reasons. They did autopsies in the morning and then delivered babies in the afternoon. No thoughts that they could be carrying bugs or anything during their transition from one activity to the other. 
and it was not until 1843 that Dr. Oliver Wendell boldly suggested that maybe it was the doctors that were the problem. Maybe they need to look at themselves. But do you know it took 12 years, 12 years for doctors to finally accept that actually they actually had to sterilize things to be able to um, to get uh, um, their patients safe. And the responsibility, unfortunately, took a long time for them to accept it. But it is an integral part of our society. Unfortunately, in business, as well as medicine and life in general, too often people are not accepting that responsibility. Leaders have to take responsibility for lives, not just number, numbers. And the bigger a company is, and where they're not running on numbers evaluation all time, the easier it is for leaders of companies to just basically forget their responsibility to people. They have to do the right thing to protect their people, but they also have to take responsibility for all their actions. I was taught responsibility at a very early age. Maria too, from our discussions last night. We were both born the eldest children in families. And when my younger sibling, Stuart, did something wrong, whether he broke a glass or left the tap on or any other number of things that he did, I always got the blame. Now, at the time, I didn't really appreciate that and I didn't really understand it. But now I understand that actually my parents were teaching me responsibility. You're the oldest, you need to look out for what your brother is doing. Now that was like the school of hard knocks, you know, where you, <laughs> you get blamed when you absolutely have nothing to do with the action. Um, but my parents, when my parents split, uh, my brother was nine and I was 11. And I quickly had to drop into the role of surrogate mother, if you like. And I always remember one thing that really entrenched in me responsibility. At about the age of 13, my brother started to play truant from school. And he, I, I, I suspect now that he was probably the subject of bullying because he was quite overweight at the time. But the school said that he had to be in attendance. And my dad said to me, well, Melanie, I can't do anything about it because I'll be on a train to London. Every day when I got to school, and in those days, no cell phones, there was a public phone in the school lobby. I had to go and make a phone call to my brother's school to make sure he had arrived at school. And if he hadn't arrived at school, then I had other actions that I had to follow. But that fell on me. I had to take responsibility. Responsibility is a quality that once you learn it, it is entrenched in you forever. You have responsibility for all actions. 
as parents, it's a quality we have to teach our children. And um, how can we do that? Well, when your children return from school and they tell you that so-and-so did this to them and it's not fair, then maybe your response shouldn't be, oh, well, never mind, it's okay. Maybe you should respond, well, what was your action to cause that to happen? You get children to be responsible for their actions. And one mantra that my children know off, to, off by heart is, you can't control how other people behave. You can only control your response to a situation. Responsibility is learned. And unfortunately, many people in life can't face up to their responsibility. They want the dopamine fix, but they can't do it without help. And unfortunately, alcohol, drugs, nicotine have become ways of life where people, the only way that they can feel that they are the person that they want to be is by using those things. Alcohol can make a person feel like the person, the superman that they want to be. In a world where there are high demands on people to perform, dopamine releases are exciting. They're welcome. The teenage years, unfortunately, are a time where uh, there are a lot of stresses on young people. And once they're introduced to the, the um, I would say, horrors of alcohol, um, they realize that they can get their dopamine fixes very quickly by using alcohol. And that is why we have to be always aware, what are our teenagers doing? What are they involved in? Are they seeking a dopamine fix from taking alcohol? The more they crave it, the more they do it. In corporate cultures, there is so much em emphasis on incentive programs it creates an environment of dopamine addicts. It is dangerous. People are focused on the bottom line. They are dopamine addicts. Their sense of responsibility to the lives of people working for them has become non-existent. They are a long way from the people. They don't know the people. They don't care about the people. Hitting goals has become the driver for most corporate environments. The leaders cannot see the problems because often they are the problem. They do not take responsibility for outcomes because no one has ever pointed out that they should. They are just there to drive the business to get the corporate result that's acceptable. If they took their responsibility seriously, they would be able to look beyond the figures. While dopamine addicts are in control, people's lives don't matter. Only numbers matter. Nothing will stand in their way to achieve them. So now I'm going to actually hand over to Marie-Pierre and she's gonna give us some actual one, two, threes of responsibility. And you know, for more, uh, for, for all of us, I think I want to leave you with a message that responsibility is super important in everything we do. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. So, yes, I will start with a little quiz with you this morning. So, just like Maria said, I hope you will answer 
true to yourself. <laughs> so yes, you will know easily what is the right answer to get a great score <laughs> at the end of the quiz. But <laughs> if you want to answer all true in the comments, it's okay. But take the time to answer <laughs> for you on a piece of paper so you can really see what is your uh, real score. Because I know we all want to say, yes, yes, true, true, true. <laughs> but it's maybe not the case. So it's really easy. It's 15 uh, questions that you will answer only true or false. So are you ready to start in the comments? <laughs> so number one, I believe that my actions are the primary force in how I live my life and that I'm solely responsible for my action. So true or false, number one. Number two, when other people, events or circumstances affect my life, I am responsible for my reaction. So true or false. Number three, I take responsibility for my body and my physical well-being. I eat healthfully, exercise regularly and maintain a good hygiene. True or false. <laughs> I see the face, Maria's face, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about the exercises. <laughs> Number four, I may not always be able to select the co-workers or my team members, but I'm responsible for the companion I choose and the company I keep. So true or false. Number five, what I say and how I say it is my responsibility. So is listening well. So true or false? <laughs> I love to see your reaction. <laughs> Number six, I am responsible for my own emotion. Someone else doesn't make me feel a certain way. So true or false? Number seven, my behavior with others is up to me. I am responsible whether I go along with the crowd or remain passive in the face of action or behavior I don't agree with. Number eight, my personal, my personal happiness is my own responsibility. It's no one else's job to make me happy or to give me what I need or want to be happy. Number nine, everything in life is a choice and I take responsibility for mine, both the good and the not so good. I also take responsibility for how I handle the result of my choices. Number 10, I accept responsibility for doing the right thing even though it may not always be the easiest path. Number 11, I am responsible for choosing the value by which I live. Number 12, how I spend my time is up to me, even though I may be required to work a certain number of hours or to be present at a specified time and place, the quality of my time is my responsibility. Number 13, I am responsible for how I use the hurt resources and realize that my decisions have implications that reach beyond the personal to the global. 
Number 14. I don't wait for someone else to make my life interesting. It's my responsibility to engage my curiosity, explore my interests, and follow my passion. And number 15, self-responsibility includes seeking solution when I have problem and asking for help when I need it. Hmm. So, yes, Maria. <laughs> You know, I want to say something, eh? Okay. Yeah. Like everything you just said, sorry guys, I'm going to butt in. It's true. The question is, do I do it? That's another situation. Like it's true. I, I am responsible for my health, my well-being, my hygiene, you know, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's been 18 hours. You haven't eaten yet. I'm, you know, I screw up there. Right. Okay. Uh, or something like, um, um, I give you an example. Um, everything in life is a choice. I take responsibility for mine, both a good and no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, with age, we unfortunately discover that we are. But make, let's say when I was younger, I, I always tried to find who was at fault. You see, there's also a question of hanging around with the right people, being in a, in, in a personal development program so there's also a lot of things that they're all true but i'm not doing yet give yourself time you're going to end up doing it with the right people with the right crowd melanie go ahead yeah i i totally agree maria because uh sure i would like to write true to all of them but i know i don't know what the exact wording is because i don't have the document but the number six which uh is something about you're you're not influenced by what other people think of you um i'd love to say true but i totally am and um that is something that uh, i know i have to work on yeah it's awesome marie pierre thank you thank you <laughs> so if you want to just know your score so every time you say true you get one point and if you say false it's minus one so if you are between minus 15 to minus 6, so you are often passive and you rarely make your own choices. From minus 5 to 5, your attitude is on the right track to empowerment and affirmation, but it's not always easy. And to 6 to 15, you have chosen to take responsibility for yourself in every aspect of your being. So now that you did the test, you know where you are. <laughs> so... Let's explore 10 ways on how you can be responsible every day, including in your business and in your personal life. So number one, take responsibility for your thought, feelings, word, and action. So to take responsibility for your life is to take responsibility for your powers of thinking, feeling, speaking, and acting because this is the structure of how human experiences. So you create your life with your thought, feeling, words, and action. Number two, it's stop blaming. So stop blaming your partner, your parents, the economy, your upbringing, or the dog for your misfortune. Blaming keeps you in a victim mode and robs you for, of changing your situation. So when you stop blaming and accept responsibility, you shift, shift from the victim to a victor. So now you can look at the situation and decide what to do about it. So ask yourself, what is my role in this? Number three is stop complaining because complaining is another form of blaming and playing victim as if you have no choice. 
but it's also show that you focus on lack, things going wrong, things happening to you, and everything not going according to plan. There is, there is, there is a gift. There is a bigger picture. So ask yourself, what is the gift here, and what can I learn from this? Number four, refuse to take anything personal. So assuming that everything is about you, like Maria said, you are not that important. <laughs> so taking any form of disagreement as a personal attack, remember you don't have control over how other people respond. You only have control over how you respond. So ask yourself, is this really about me? Probably not. <laughs> Number five is make yourself happy. So taking responsibility for your happiness is liberating. So firstly, you to realize that happiness does not come from outside of you. It is not the job of your pa partner, parent, friend to make you happy. To be happy is a decision and the gateway to happiness is gratitude. So keep a gratitude journal and you will find a lot, uh, lots to be happy about it. So ask yourself, what about this could make me happy? Number six is live in the present moment. So life is now. There is only one moment is now. The past is a story. The future is a mystery. So there's only now this moment. So take responsibility for this moment and make the best of it to redeem the past and create the future that you want. So ask yourself, am I in the present moment? And what do I want? Number seven, use the power of intention. You have the power to choose. In fact, you're making choices all the time. So tea or coffee, are you wearing your red dress or a black dress, your hair up or down, go for yoga or go for a run. Even by not making a choice, you are making a choice. So become intentional in making choices by having a vision in mind and a vision for your life, your business, your relationship, your health and your wealth. So ask yourself, is saying yes to this moving me towards my goal? Number eight, it's feel calm and confident. So when you take responsibility for your life and experience, you step into a place of calm confidence. You feel calm because you know that you are consciously in charge of yourself and that you can choose how you respond. You feel confident that you will not fall into the victim mode by sucking up others' people verbal vomit and they can keep those gifts. <laughs> <laughs> so ask yourself, what do I choose to accept from this conversation and how do I choose to respond? Number nine is look for the good in people. So there's a saying that we judge ourselves by our, our intention and we judge others by their behavior. So make it your new habit to look for intention behind people's behavior. So often when, uh, when we understand where someone comes from, we let go of our judgment. So ask yourself, if I just see him or her as a human being, how will I respond differently? And number 10 is take the responsibility to remove toxic people. Because when it comes to making excuse, you may have others doing this for you. So these people may want to spare you from your harsh judgment. However, this can be enabled enabling you to continue unhealthy habit and toxic behavior. So people who generally care for you and love you will hold you accountable because they want you, they want to see you achieve your dream. So you are responsible to remove those toxic people. 
So I hope with those 10 points, it can help you to really take responsibility and maybe do the quiz again in maybe a few months <laughs> and you will see your score going uh, uh, up with the, those 10 points. Marie-Pierre, where, 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 will, where will you drop off this quiz? Yes, the quiz will be on the Facebook group, Lemiliana des Diamants Inspirational Group. So you can have all those documents that I will drop today. Yeah, and I want to really, really highlight number 10. Take responsibility to remove toxic people from your life. Take responsibility to remove toxic people from your life. That is my number one responsibility right now, today. I need you to look at your entourage and say, who's toxic? I'll, I, you know how you know who's toxic? All those that when you think of them are false in 1 to 10, 15 there. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good indication. And you might say to me, but Maria, I'm toxic. Well, if you're at the podcast, you are a work in progress. If you're in a multi-level marketing business, that is a personal development program with a paycheck. You are on your way to not being toxic anymore. But to be able to stay here with us at podcast, to be able to stay in your multi-level marketing business, you need to get rid of those that are toxic like you, but are doing nothing about it. At least you're doing something. Oh, I don't know if it's clear, but it's so clear to me. So in conclusion, I simply want to tell you, if you start to think, the problem is out there. Now, remember, we did this already in another podcast. When you point a finger out there, your thumb and your three other fingers are pointing at you. The problem, every time you point out there, you are the problem. My capacity to have accepted this in my life, to stop thinking I was more intelligent than everybody else, was the pivotal point in my life where I began living my dream life. There should be a lot of things that you will consider as a problem. I'm telling you right now, that means you are progressing. So the best thing to do is to get up, solve that problem. And I'll give you a great example. When COVID hit, uh, we had a major problem still today with deliveries being delayed, with back orders. And I can go on and on and on, you know, in my personal um, multi-level marketing company. I'm just giving, giving you that as an example. And... There was me that was hosting parties at home. I had this way of selling my product that was unique to me. Now, remember, there's this problem with the company. I have a problem. I can't go in your homes. Beautiful. When you have this mindset of win-win, we came up with a third alternative. And towards the end of November, December 2020, we were on top of the game. But as long as we were going to blame COVID for not being able to do parties in homes, and as long as I was going to continue blaming Tupperware for not doing what they needed to do to give me product, supply me product, we could not have grown. Always seek the third alternative. A lot of people talk about the issues. Few want to solve them. Sitting idly and thinking, of the problem is not going to serve any purpose. Never blame others for your life. Always ask yourself, what can I do? Effective people <clears throat> are not problem-minded. They are opportunity-minded. So feed the opportunities and starve the problem. Feed the opportunities, starve, starve the problem. Thank you for joining me. 
<clears throat> and I hope this allows a retrospective in who you are and who you want to be. And use this weekend to remove yourself from your body, from your, 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 your physical being. Put yourself up there. You have discernment and analyze yourself in every situation. You're, you're going to go to a store and they don't have what you want. Okay. How are you acting? How are you feeling? Can you pick up on your signs, on your personal vital signs? And if you do this this weekend, I promise you, you are on a road on the path to living your dream life. All right, guys, I love you. Happy weekend. And for my Anglo's multi-level marketing business, I'll see you tonight. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.